Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports Page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Redson for Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports Page and Doug House from Federal Baseball on the line. Coming to you after the Nationals and Toronto Blue Jays split a split doubleheader in the nation's capital. <coughs> Excuse me, Dave, once I catch my breath here. We'll start with Jordan Zimmerman on the mound in the first game of the day today. Four and two on the year, three two six ERA, three one eight fifth, two sixty nine, three fifteen, three thirty eight line against and sixteen two thirds inning pitch, two and one, two five one ERA, three oh six fifth, two twenty six, two seventy five, two eighty seven in thirty two and a third inning pitch in DC so far this season. Thirteen of fifteen set down after a score of six innings, two singles, a semi intentional walk in the Jays seven, and he gets a double uh, ground uh, ground ball four six three DP to get out of a bases loaded jam there. Seven scoreless on 95 pitches, eight scoreless on 105. He even scores a run, so he outscores the Jays in the 2 nothing win this afternoon. Just a dominant performance by Jordan Zimmerman in the first of two games today. Yeah, at the risk of sounding like a uh, um, a, a showy, uh, pro-skilled uh, professional sports writer, uh, Jordan Zimmerman was sparkling today. Um, he was just outstanding. He had... Uh, he had the good stuff. He had his good control. Um, and everything he wanted to do worked. Um, never really got into any trouble. Uh, like you said, he helped himself out on the base pass as well. So um, just a tremendous outing for Jordan Zimmerman today. I think the um, rumors of his demise have been greatly exaggerated. Um, this is a guy that, uh, that that just seems to keep on plugging away for the Nats and keeps giving them uh, good outing and good outing and good outing, and he did it again today. I'm trying to hold on a second. There you go, Doghouse. R.A. Dickey on the mound for the Blue Jays in the afternoon half of the doubleheader. Two and two, six two seven ERA, five eight five six, two fifty four, three oh seven, five oh eight line against in five starts in May. Five seven five seven seven ERA, five six six six, two fifty six, three twenty two, four seventy five on the year. This is not the R.A. Dickey who won the Cy Young Award a couple years back. Four scoreless today, but Jay Zim works the full count, works the count full singles on a rare fastball. Why Dickey threw a fastball to the pitcher, I don't understand exactly. UNL Escobar walks, Desi bunts, Bryce Harper with an RBI single to center, one nothing at that point. Brian Zimmerman with the sack fly, two nothing. Weren't getting a whole lot off R. Dickey early, but eventually got to him in the inning there and scored two runs, which is all Jordan Zimmerman needed. Yeah, Dickey's certainly not uh, not getting the performance he has in, in previous years. Uh, the Nats scattering hits sort of one at a time over the course of the game until they finally managed to string some together when Zimmerman stood up and said, you know what, this is how you do it, Bench, follow me. And, and they did. Uh, I'm not sure I approve of, of the butt there from Desmond, but given his performance in the second half, I guess I'll, I'll let that one go. But overall, uh, interesting to see the Nets after their torrid May of, of incredible offense really struggling to put together hits and score runs against a couple of pitchers who this season are not that good or in, in the case of the second game, which I guess we'll get to, have never really been good. So uh, this, this would pay some, some bitter dividends later in the evening. Dave, just to wrap up the first game, since there wasn't a whole lot going on there with Jordan Zimmerman dominating on the mound for eight scoreless, 
Uh, Drew Storin comes on, earns his 17th save of the season. Matt Williams talks about how this is Drew Storin. This is what he is now. He's a dominant pitcher, 0.81 ERA on the year so far. I was talking on a radio interview I did the other day about how those two years that Rafael Soriano, maybe a year and a half that he was closing here, Drew Storin kind of completely turned his career around. He's a dominant pitcher at this point, but maybe that idea of bringing in a veteran to kind of help him work his way back to what he could be as a closer was a good thing for Drew Storin in the end. Well, Drew's always had elite stuff. I mean, his fastball's a little flat, so, um, you know, he can't over-rely on it like most closers do. I mean, most closers come out there and they throw 98 miles an hour, um, with, with good movement, and, and they look for those type of guys on purpose. Drew's not like that. You know, he gets his fastball 93, 94, 95 when he needs it, um, but it's a little flat, so um, he has to mix in all of his other pitches, and he's got a bunch of other pitches. I mean, the slider's really good. Um, you know, the, the changeup's okay. The, the curveball, when he throws it, uh, is, is certainly usable. Um, but the, 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 the telling stat about Drew Storen is that he only uses his fastball about 38% of the time between – you know, the last couple of years between 38 and 44%. So he's not one of these closers that comes out and over-relies on, on the fastball and an occasional off-speed pitch. He's a pitcher um, as a closer, and, and he's always had this stuff. It just, for one reason or another, whether, um, you know, whether something's got in his head or, or he over-relies on one particular pitch or, um, you know, they used to say about ball players like that that they were too smart to be a ball player, and I think there's some of that in story. You know, he, he really thinks his way – through these things, and I think sometimes, um, you know, he can be prone to overthinking it, but he's really simplified his approach this year, um, and he, he's going after guys more. He has an idea of uh, batter to batter what he wants to do as opposed to thinking his way through each at bat. He's already got a game plan, and, um, and, and I really think that that, um, above anything else, um, is, is the difference, and, and I say difference because I don't think there's that much of a difference other than um, – other than opportunity. I mean, um, you know, the, the signing of Rafael Soriano was a knee-jerk, knee-jerk reaction from the ownership. Um, I think everybody knows it. Um, it it's, a, it's a not very well-regarded secret. So um, I think that bothered uh, Storm as much as anything else. I think now that he's got the opportunity to do it again, um, he's thriving in it uh, just as he did before. Um, I, it, look, is he going to go with a sub-1 ERA all season? Probably not. I mean, it just – Pitchers don't do that. Even even Mariano Rivera, you know, would, would carry an ERA higher than that. So we're going to see Soren give up a run or two here or there. But um, the guy just has has a, a boatload of talent. Um, he's got the full time opportunity now. Um, he's got nobody uh, nobody coming at him for his job. So um, Matt Williams is right. This is Drew Soren, and there's no reason why. Um, like I said, there's no reason why he couldn't have been doing this before, except for opportunity. So I guess we'll make an abrupt transition here to the nightcap of the doubleheader. Max Scherzer on the mound. The Nationals with an opportunity to win two straight after losing three straight to Cincinnati this this uh, weekend. Looks like a good thing with Max Scherzer on the mound, who had a five game, five start win streak, a one seven five ERA, two oh seven, two thirty six, three eleven line against, eleven point five oh K for nine and thirty six innings pitched over that stretch, four and oh and seven career starts for Toronto with a one six ERA, two thirty four, two seventy four, three fifty four line against and forty eight and a third. Gave up a solo home run by Kevin Pilar in the second. The fourth home run given up by Scherzer in seventy three and two thirds innings pitched so far this season, which is kind of impressive. One nothing Jays there. 
one earned run in five innings pitch, but a two-out rally in the sixth. Danny Valencia doubles. Bryce Harper misses a sliding attempt at a catch in right center field, a walk to Justin Smoke, and then a three-run home run by Pilar, his second of the five home runs that Max Scherzer's given up this so far this year, made a 4-3 at that point. Max Scherzer not particularly sharp today, still put together a good outing, but ended up giving up the big uh, home run there by Pilar in the end, his second home run of the game. Yeah, and I would add for Pilar that that second home run was his fourth of the season. So this this is not anyone that, that Max Scherzer should be giving up home runs to. And you could see that he was not completely on his game from the first inning where he threw something, what, like 25 pitches because he was going yep. to a lot of three-ball counts. I think he, what, he walked two, three people today? Maybe it was only two. But he, he was having, he was having uh, trouble finding the corners. Uh, it, it's possible the zone was a little funky. I was up in the stand, so I didn't, I didn't get to see uh, pitch track today. But, um, you know, th- this was, I guess, about as close as we get to a Scherzer meltdown. So four <laughs> runs in six innings. Uh, it's not bad as meltdowns go, but it's not what you need as uh, your ace, your stopper, your uh, n- number one with, with many exclamation points. Uh, you know, I, I wish the, the Nats could have supported him a little bit better. Marco Estrada certainly is no great shakes to the pitcher. You, you may remember him as an ineffective junk baller who was kicked off of the Nats of the previous decade for, for not being good enough. So it's, it's certainly a little frustrating to see uh, Max Scherzer fall to, uh, to a talent, and I'm making quotes in my, with my fingers uh, like that. Dave, he, Doug has mentioned Marco Estrada, the one-time national, signed a one-year $3.9 million deal with the Jays after pitching for the Brewers for a few seasons. 0-3, 5-0-2 ERA, 4-8, 7-fifth, and five-game start, 28-and-two-thirds innings pitch so far this season as a starter. Three scoreless to start, but back-to-back doubles by Harper and Moore, tied up at one in the fourth. Uh, Moore scores on a two-out single by Jose Lopicone, 2-1 Nationals at that point. Marco Estrada against Max Scherzer is one of those uh, reverse locks, I suppose. He ends up going out and getting the win. Scherzer lost 6-4 and four on the year after giving up six hits, four earned runs, two walks, five Ks, two home runs, which is the first multi-home run game against him so far this season. Right. Well, you know, Marco Estrada had a couple of decent uh, years with the Brewers there. Um, you know, with the Blue Jays, he's he's been pretty uh, pretty crummy thus far. But uh, I mean, let, let's face it: in the second game, Matt Williams trotted out a spring training lineup. Um, you know, obviously they still don't have Rendon. Obviously, Worth is still out. Um, Denard Span, you know, nursing that that knee quote unquote bruise. Um, for all we know right now, uh, they decided to rest uh, Ryan Zimmerman's plantar fasciitis there in the second game. I mean, anytime you send out, out a team that's got that's got Tyler Moore as your cleanup hitter and Clint Robinson as your number five guy, you're kind of conceding a little bit there. Um, I, I guess Williams, his, his rationale is that typically Scherzer only needs a run or two in order to get the win. So, um, so essentially we saw the spring training lineup there in the second game, and, and you're going to get what you're going to get. Um, uh, Scherzer are not particularly effective, and it was just uh, um, an unfortunate recipe for disaster this afternoon. Doug, as Dave mentioned there, a patellar, patella, I can't stop saying patellar, but patella tendon soreness in his right knee. I supposedly tweaked it out in Chicago when they were playing in Wrigley Field. It was a game-time decision the last three games. wasn't 
didn't end up playing in either of the games today. Is this something uh, we're going to have another injury to be concerned about here, something more to worry about with the Nards fan? He's really been a big force for the Nationals since he came off the DL at the start of the season. Well, I, I have it on good authority that they're they're expecting him to have uh, just as good of range in the outfield with his remaining leg. So <laughs> I, I think we have nothing to worry about. Is really missing him at the top of that lineup, though. Michael Taylor, uh, for all he's done so far, and as well as he's played since he came up, missing Denard's fan at the top of the lineup the last three games when he hasn't been in there. He left the game on Sunday early, I should say, and out of the last two games. Yeah, it, it's it's not uh, certainly not the optimal lineup. I, I still don't particularly like Desmond batting second, but with, with Rendon and Span both out, you, you're in this situation now where Escobar's your leadoff guy, and at the top of the order, we're watching Desmond strike out four times in a row. So I, I guess that's the, the golden toque for him tonight. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the injuries are just still still piling up. You know, it, it's, it's now we've got two starters down. The it, it's it's like the beginning of last year. So uh, as, as soon as Rendon and anyone can get back in this lineup, uh, hopefully for good, not rushed back too soon to only be injured again. Uh, let, let's just hope the Nats can hold on to sort of 500 ball and, and uh, a narrow lead in the East and take off in the second half. Dave, what did you see from Blake Trinan out there? Another rough outing for him, two-thirds of an inning, three hits, three earned runs allowed, one walk in just two-thirds of an inning, as I mentioned, gives up a single by Reyes, single by Josh Donaldson, walks over to Jose Batista, a ground out, brings in a uh, Gets a ground out and a fourth at home to get first out of the inning. But Chris Colabella lines a single to left field to drive in the fifth run of the game for the Blue Jays. Danny Valencia, sack fly to center, 6-3 to three at that point. They had a run on a double steal. The Nationals just absolutely blew, throw into second. And the, they missed miss the throw at second, so the run scores from third there. They kind of got little league in that one and end up really a blow-up here for uh, Blake Trinan. Not a great outing for him. Uh, that's being kind, I suppose. As, as to quote one of the, the great television characters of the last 30 years, the critic, he stinks. <laughs> it stinks. Um, no, uh, I don't, don't want to be that harsh on. I don't want to be that harsh on trying him because he's got a major league arm, um, but he's certainly not succeeding right now. Um, he has to rely on keeping the ball down. Um, he has to rely on the, on the sinking fastball um, because he really doesn't have any secondary pitches. None of his other pitches are really major league quality, and, and it's very tough to uh, to succeed with one pitch. Uh, you know, we, we saw him have good success last year. I think people have a book on him now, and the book is to make him elevate, and you're going to be able to make contact off of him, and, and we're seeing that. So until Trinan um, can, can, can reestablish throwing strikes, um, in the bottom half of the strike zone and down, meaning fooling guys to swing at balls that end up in the dirt, um, he's going to continue to have difficulty because he can neither, A, pitch up in the strike zone, nor nor B, have anything else to fall back on when the fastball is not, not working. And right now, um, to be quite honest with you, it's not working. Yeah. Nationals dropped the nightcap of the doubleheader, fall to 29 and 23 overall on the year, having lost four of the last five. Four of six overall, 29 and 23. They fall into a tie for first place with the New York Mets, both of them 29 and 23 right now. You wish that you uh, took the day off and went to the day half of this doubleheader instead of going for the night one. That kind of 
no crowd there in the first one, but the Nationals took out the win and kind of took the air out of them tonight. Blue Jays with that big two runs, uh, two innings in a row with three runs each. <laughs> Did we lose dog ass? We'll just wrap it up there. 29-23 on the year. <laughs> Sorry, I was still moping. <laughs> 29 and 23 on the year. One more with the Blue Jays tomorrow. The Nationals announced after the game it'll be Taylor Jordan on the mound looking to give the Nationals a series win after they won nine straight, lost the series in Cincinnati. Let's hope they don't lose two series in a row and start a trend that way. Matt's Nightly sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. Talk to you guys both tomorrow after the game. Say your thing, Doghouse. Doghouse doesn't go next.